Hello, Andre here. Welcome to another episode of The Daily. This episode is for Thursday, June the 4th, and we are a few days into what is called Phase 1. And I hope for some of you that perhaps haven't seen your family, your parents in a while, that you have gotten to spend some time with them already. I had a great dinner with my parents a couple nights ago, and man, it felt so good to be together again. And I, like many of you, am realizing how much I take for granted these simple things that have become so normal, such a routine part of my life. I'm just so thankful for a bit of the normal that we are seeing come back into play in this new phase. Now, while we are seeing bits and pieces of normal coming back into our society, into our nation, much of what's going on in the world right now isn't normal at all. Many countries are still battling the curve. The number of cases and deaths as a result of the coronavirus isn't letting up in many cities, in many countries around the world. And just this week, news of a second outbreak of Ebola has hit Congo. And along with that, we see much unrest in cities like Hong Kong, Bangladesh, India, and also what is undoubtedly dominating your social media page right now, unrest in many of the cities in the United States. Now, I'm sure many of you are well aware of what's going on in the US right now. I'd like for all of us to just take a moment and consider the emotions that we've felt rise to the surface even as we are confronted with the news and watch videos of the protests and the riots. Maybe you have felt really angry watching some of these videos. Maybe you felt really sad watching the destruction of property, lives lost because of much of the violence that's going on there. Or maybe honestly, you felt nothing. This feels so far away and so out of your immediate concern. Maybe you have a lot on your plate already and perhaps you feel with all that you have going on, you just don't have the margin to even consider the pains and the suffering of a people that's so far removed from you. No matter what you're feeling, be it anger, sadness, worry, anxiety, or even apathy, I'd like to invite us at the end of the podcast to bring these feelings to God and to allow Him to speak to you. If you're feeling nothing, you're feeling a lack of concern, allow the Spirit to speak to you. Perhaps there is something the Spirit wants to do in you to birth compassion. If you're feeling sad, bring to God your lament, your grief, your sorrow, and allow Him to speak and birth hope in your soul. If you're feeling angry, allow the Spirit to guide and direct that strong emotion and to perhaps even quell thoughts of ill, vengeance, and hate on another person. I'll be honest to say, as I read the reports, watch the videos, and immerse myself in the realm of constructive Facebook discourse, I'm being sarcastic, of course, the predominant emotion that I've experienced in this time has been that of anger. I am so angry, I'm so upset by the lack of strong leadership, by the selfish instincts of people, by the lack of thought and care to a community that's hurting, I am, for the most part, stirred to anger. 
And as I was pondering on why I was feeling such strong emotions and feelings in my heart, I realized that much of the anger that I felt stems from a feeling of helplessness. I feel helpless as I read news report after news report and watch video after video and see suffering upon suffering. I feel absolutely helpless. I don't know what to do. And in many ways, I pride myself as a solutions kind of guy. I pride myself being the kind of guy that you can come to with a problem and can give you a three-step plan, a five-step plan and fix it, right? Early on in our relationship, one of the main pieces of feedback that Amy used to give me was that when she come, comes to me with a problem, I'm rarely in a listening mode, but I'm often thinking of solutions and I'll not empathize or listen to her feelings, but I'll be quick to give solutions and steps out of that situation. And when I find myself in situations like this, when I'm confronted with issues, with problems to which I have no real practical discernible kind of solution or way forward, I would often either defer to feelings of apathy that would mean that I choose to uh, stay ignorant to the problem. I would uh, not talk about it or not uh, think about it and just numb myself to the issue. And in doing so, I won't be compelled to think of or won't be frustrated with a lack of a solution. Or I would defer to feelings of anger that stems from feelings of helplessness. I would uh, be angry at the situation. I'll be angry at people. I'll be angry even at myself. And this is probably where many of you are at at this point of time. As you are bombarded with all of that information, you feel this sense of helplessness and you're deferring either to apathy or to anger. Now the question is how are we to respond and keep our emotions, our heart, our soul, our mind in a place of peace, even as the unrest goes on. Now, a first piece of wisdom I'd like to share with you is this. You need to be keenly aware of how much news you're ingesting on a daily basis. And the rule of thumb is this, to take in enough news such that you are informed and moved from apathy into action where necessary, for you to be stirred into love, into compassion, but not too much news that you morph into a person of hate and desire vengeance, ill and hurt on another human being. And I think that's a delicate line right there that we often cross. We have been conditioned to think that the greater the amount of information, the better. But that isn't necessarily true, right? Especially as it pertains to the new cycle. Because we all know this, that for reasons that are both neurobiological and theological, bad news sell. And the more clickbaity the bad news, the better it is. As a result, our morning news feed, especially on a social media page, isn't an accurate picture of the world. It is curated not only with some kind of socio-political agenda that is thoroughly secular, but also with an eye to all that is evil and bad in the world, rarely to any of what is good. Because bad news is where the money is, it's where our tensions are captured. And so all this to say, read enough news to be informed, but not so much news that it informs your worldview. Don't let your Facebook 
newsfeed set your emotional equilibrium and your view of the world. As believers, as followers of Jesus, our worldview, our approach to human suffering, to injustice, has to be viewed through the lens of God's redemptive story. And God's story is that of hope and love triumphing over all that is evil, vengeful, all that has gone wrong in the world. God's love speaks a better word. So my encouragement for you in this time is is that instead of letting your Facebook page and the news cycle set your emotional equilibrium and your view of the world, let prayer set your emotional equilibrium. Let times of prayer set your heart at peace in a time of unrest. And also let scripture set your view of the world where things seem bleak, where there seems to be no possible solution that is before us. Read God's word, God's scripture, and let hope rise in your heart. I personally can't think of a worse way to start your day than to scroll through social media and read bad news upon bad news. That is a surefire recipe for anger, not love, misery, not joy, and definitely not a path unto peace. And it's especially so in a time like this that we are to lean in deeper into the practice of prayer and reading scripture as opposed to constantly immersing ourselves in the endless barrage of the new cycle. And as we read scripture, a scripture that I believe is key for us to revisit in this time is from Ephesians chapter 6. And this is a familiar passage of scripture, but we need to be reminded of this even as we see all this evil rise up in society where we see much of the ugliness that is the human condition. We need to read this passage in this time. Ephesians chapter 6 verse 12 says this, For we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this age, against spiritual hosts of wickedness in the heavenly places. Therefore take up the whole armor of God, that you may be able to withstand in the evil day, and having done all, to stand. Now some time back I was watching a docu-series on a siege that happened in Waco, Texas in the 90s. And I won't go too much into detail, you can look it up uh, in your own time. But in a nutshell, the Waco siege was a siege on a compound that belonged to a religious sect known as the Branch Davidians. And they thought they were Jesus followers, but uh, it was a cult with strange beliefs. And uh, there was a siege on the compound by uh, authorities because there was reports of abuse going on within the compound. Now, the cult's leader believed that he was a prophet, a messianic figure, and he was espousing strange beliefs and theology. At one point, he banned all the men in his compound from uh, having sex with their wives, and he assumed what he called the burden of needing to father children. At one point, the cult leader fathered at least 15 children with various women and girls in the compound. And the siege ended terribly, with many losing their lives both on both sides and many children perishing as well. 
Now, what struck me about that docu-series was a feature they did on uh, the cult leader's number two, man Steve Schneider. And now he had a background in theology, he had a doctorate, and yet he was taken into this cult leader's teaching. Eventually, he would even uh, allow for this man to have sex with his wife, to bear children. And it struck me in that moment that a man who was as academically trained as he was, who had the background, the knowledge that he did, was susceptible, was still susceptible to deception. And I'm reminded that the Bible talks about a spirit of deception, a spirit that would seek to confuse and lead the people of God astray. It is something that all of us are susceptible to, no matter how much academic knowledge, no matter how smart we are, there are spiritual forces at work and at play to which we war against, not with the things of the earth, but through the Spirit. So even as we hear of the news and read the reports and watch the videos, we must understand that we war not against flesh and blood, but against spiritual powers, that there are spiritual forces and powers at play right now that are inciting much of the violence and the unrest that we're seeing in the world today. Of course, you know there are, there's an aspect to which man's selfishness and sinfulness is rising to the surface, but we often fail to recognize that there are spiritual powers at work here. And as believers, we are called to direct our attention and, you know, in a way, our, the anger that we feel inside toward warring against these powers. And it's not to say that there isn't a need for advocacy, there isn't a need for practical things that we do to stem up against injustice, but we often neglect our role as believers to stand in the gap, to stand up, to stand firm in a time like this and to pray against the work of the enemy. So my encouragement to you in this time is to, first of all, be informed, feel the intense emotion in your heart, be it that of compassion or a kind of anger, but to move beyond just posting stuff on Facebook, engaging in discourse in the comment section, or just harboring feelings of helplessness or vengeance against another person. Move beyond that into a place of intercession where we war against the spirits of the age that seek to bring unrest and destruction to our world. We have a role here in this time that is unique. Anyone can share or repost a story or use a hashtag, but only believers of Jesus can proclaim his kingdom come in a time of unrest, in a time of darkness. We have a role that is unique to us. It is one that only we can fulfill. And so let us, in the words of Paul, put on the whole armor of God that we may be able to withstand the evil in our day and having done all to still stand. So as we wrap up the podcast this morning, I'd like for us to begin with just taking a moment to reflect and ponder and consider all of the emotions that we've felt in this last few days, even as we read of the news and watch the videos. How have you felt in this time? Have you felt helpless? 
angry, sad, worry, anxious? Or do you feel nothing? Do you feel unconcerned? And allow God to speak to you with regards to those emotions. Maybe for those of you who feel a lack of concern, allow God to identify perhaps the areas in your life that's blocking compassion from coming through, where your heart breaks for what His heart breaks for. And for those of you who, is, who are experiencing just feelings of helplessness, anger and sadness, allow these strong emotions to fuel a desire for God's kingdom to come on the earth. And perhaps for those of you who are wrestling with feelings of anger towards specific people and people groups, Consider the words of the Apostle Paul in Ephesians chapter 6 that we wrestle not against flesh and blood but against spiritual powers and allow that anger to fuel your intercession. And that's what we're going to enter into this morning. We're going to spend some time praying for God's kingdom to come onto the earth, for there to be an end to the influence of these spiritual powers in our world. So as best as you can right now, I want you to close your eyes and imagine a group of people or a specific situation that is in dire need of God's kingdom to be manifested. And once you have that image in your head, I'd like for you to spend some time this morning praying for God's kingdom to invade that particular situation, for there to be an end to the spiritual powers that seek to bring destruction, to still kill and destroy. And usually in these times of prayer, we will spend a lot of time just praying for ourselves. And this is perhaps a different experience in the daily, but I believe even as we participate in intercession, where we pray for others and where we partner with God, something deep and profound happens in our heart as well. And so let's spend a few moments this morning praying for those in need. Let us enter into a time of intercession together. Amen. Let me wrap up in prayer. Father, indeed, we proclaim your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Lord, we proclaim your kingdom over our world today. Lord, let there be an end to much of the unrest and evil that we're seeing all around us today. God, we pray specifically for the nations of uh, India, Bangladesh, Hong Kong, and the United States. Lord, we pray and we proclaim your shalom over these cities. Let there be a divine exchange in your name, O God, your perfect transcendent peace for the unrest and violence in these cities. And God, we also pray for a divine exchange in our own hearts. Let there be peace where there is anxiety, where there is hatred and vengeance. Let there be love and compassion. Where there is apathy and a lack of concern, let there be godly compassion. 
God, we pray do a deep work in our hearts, even as we pray for those in need. And God, today we are so grateful for all that we have in our city. Let us not forget those who aren't as fortunate as we are. They matter deeply to you, O God, and so they ought to matter to us as well. We pray lead us today to desire your kingdom in our lives and in the nations of the world. We pray all these things in your name. Amen. Thank you so much for tuning in to yet another episode of The Daily. I pray that you'll be blessed in your day ahead. Grace and peace. Hey, thanks so much for tuning in to The Daily Podcast. We will have fresh new episodes out for you every weekday. If you like what you're hearing and want to check us out, uh, you can look us up on our website, www.thecity.sg, or check us out on our various social media platforms. We'll see you at the next episode. Peace.